Welcome to the uh, Smoking in My Bedroom podcast, episode 40. That's right, we're hitting the big 4-0. We are now in the middle age, the middle age of this podcast, because you know I'm going to kill it before it gets to 100. Anyway, how you been, Matt? Well, thanks for asking. Been pretty good, been pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Last couple of days, last night, back on stage at the open mic, just pumping out some new material, just grinding it out, putting it out there, fucking working hard, and, uh, hold on, I'm just gonna shut my window so the neighbourhood doesn't hear me, I probably should have shut my door too, fucking, Jesus Christ, mate, you just, I really, literally just cut the recording on and started talking, I should probably, hold on, this is, this is what's happening right now, just moving the door stop, you hear that, some ASMR right there for you, um, but anyway, back to business, Back on stage last night at Good Times Comedy Club for the open mic on a Wednesday, Fresh Wednesdays, free entry next week if you guys are interested. And if you're a student out there, you get free fries, and uh, it's happy hour from 6.30 to 7.30, so get on down, it's a good night, good time, and you get to hear some weird shit. (laughs) Some weird shit, and some of the weird shit came from me tonight, last night, but it was good. Good, definitely, probably the best, best it's gone so far, I feel like I keep saying that. Every week, just uh, riding that momentum. Told uh, told some told some jokes about some stinky pussy. Fucking good time. I think I mentioned last time I was trying to work on a joke about sucking my brother's cock. Didn't get to that one. Uh, thinking about that one, writing other stuff kind of led me to a lot of other probably better material. To be honest, it was pretty fucking pretty fucking good. But it, what 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 really. What I really enjoyed about it was, uh, so basically the, the bulk of it was, I told some stories, told some stories that I've already told on the podcast yet. I think, uh, it was probably like episode 17, 18, something like that when the episode red flags, cause I did a wee bit on the whole red flags and then yeah, the stinky pussy jokes that kind of leads into sort of the oozy pussy. That, that kind of era of the podcast, so it was just a good, just good feeling, man, to go from fucking the podcast, real life shit happening, me talking about it on the podcast, stewing over it for a while, and then writing it out, taking it on stage, and getting some fucking real good reactions from it, just a uh, bit of a trip, man, bit of a trip, that's kind of, kind of validating, really, because, but, you know, I don't know if you're checking the viewing viewership of this podcast as much as I am. You can't. Well, you can't actually. You can only see the views on YouTube. And to be honest, what what audio podcast is going to get a lot of views on YouTube to begin with anyway? I'm thinking about just taking it off there because it's kind of a waste of time. <coughs> Apologies for that, but um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just validating, really, to the whole process, motivating, just, so I'm just gonna keep grafting, keep, keep grafting, because fuck the viewers, man, this is, this is, this is how, this is how I write, basically, this is just how we get the ideas out in the universe, get, you know, start verbally vomiting for no fucking reason, and see, you know, just throw mud at the wall, see what sticks. If we find it funny, then we, we take it public and we see what happens. But yeah, which brings me on to another bit. I've been thinking about, I don't know, it came into my head this morning really, fucking, 
this next bit. I don't think I'll tell this bit for a couple of weeks because I think I need to work it out a little bit more. But fucking, I was thinking today about. Well, I was. Uh, I'll, I'll go from the start. I mean, this is kind of kind of a bit that I'm working on, going from uh, my weird jobs bit. My, I, talk, I spoke about some bouncing stories the other other week, but you know I've done a few other pretty fucking weird jobs. Like for one, I worked you know worked in a care home for people with mental illnesses for for a few months, and in particular. The house that I worked in had uh, six, six schizophrenic adults living in the house. Talk about a full house, am I right? But, um, yeah, so I worked in that house for a while. Didn't last too long, though, because, well, in the interview, they asked if I had had any experience with distributing medications. And I said, yes. Different type of medication. So, definitely fucked that one up, but it was fun though, it was fun for a while, I'd literally, you know, in the morning open up the big folder of folder of pills and tablets and whatever else, and just get one for me, one for you, one for me, one for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> this is a fun couple of months. Fun couple of months, I'd just go to the medicine cabinet every day. What are we trying... Today, alright. Oh, and I gave that to Tracy. Let's go. That's an interesting, that's a long name. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> see how this works out. Uh, but yeah, so I used to work, work in a house for people with schizophrenia. And it was, and it was interesting. There was one, there was one you know, resident, if you will, that I vibed with, that I got along with, uh, that was a sweet old lady called Tracy, and Tracy, like, she was a sweet old lady, 90% of the time, like, you just think she was some, like, frail old lady in her 60s, and you, you sit down for hours just playing board games with her, playing, you know, shit like Sequence, any Sequence fans out there, you know, you know what I'm talking about, and you just... You're just moving things, fucking chatting away about the weather and all that. But, uh, Tracy was a paranoid schizophrenic, so every now and again, you know, because she, she was just so open about what was happening in her mind and thoughts that she would get, <laughs> you'd get some wild conversations. <coughs> there was one time, one time I was talking to Tracy, we were... We were sitting there at the kitchen table playing playing a board game, sequence I think it was. And we're just playing, we're just playing, I'll you know, put down my jack, I was like, Oh, here we go. But he playing well. And out of nowhere, she just goes, Matt, the voices are telling me to climb on the roof and jump off. And I would be like, whoa, <laughs> or uh, don't, <laughs> can you not? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then another time she'd be like, there's this, you know, one of the other support workers, Lobner, there and Tracy had some beef 
once upon a time. And I was sitting there and she was just like, fucking Lobna. Lobna's been telling stories behind my back. The voices are telling me Lobna's evil. Lobna needs to go. Now, righto, righto, Tracy. Lobna's a bitch anyway. Fuck her. You should listen to those voices. Lofna's a bitch. <laughs> uh, anywho. Out of all the mental illnesses though, my favourite is probably schizophrenia. <laughs> it's uh, it's exciting. Catch you on your toes. You never know what each day is going to bring. Every day is going to be different. It's fucking... Yeah. But, uh, <coughs> fucking, where was I? Yeah, schizophrenia is my favorite mental illness. A lot, a lot more interesting than fucking, like, depression. Just some cunt moping around all the time. Um... Bipolar is a bit better than depression, because at least there's something else, but it's still, you know, one or two states. Fucking borderline personality, that's my least favourite. Fucking run. Am I right, fellas? <sighs> but yeah, schizophrenia is my favourite mental illness. And I can tell that joke, because, you know, I had had depression in the past. So that's how it works, right? You can... Asians can tell Asian jokes, blacks can take black jokes, and uh, depressed guys can tell jokes about mental illnesses. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I have had, uh, you know, I've dealt with depression most of my adult life, on and off, you know, it's them have my good spells and my bad spells. And, uh, yeah. I remember early on, fucking, you know, first time I probably properly... Went, and went to the doctor and told him, hey, feeling a bit down, feeling a bit sad. I was about 18 and doctor said, hey, let's, uh, it's okay, you know, all that good stuff. And uh, time to get you on some antidepressants. And antidepressants are fucking weird, man, because one, they don't really tell you about the side effects. <laughs> <laughs> like sure they fucking show you and they tell you there are side effects but some of them can be a bit interesting I remember the first the first antidepressant I was given by the doctor kept me up for three days for 72 hours I did not sleep from when I first took it and and it's you know, I kept taking it because they said, you know, it'd take a little while to work, actually do its thing. So I kept taking them for two weeks until I went back to the doctor again. And in those two weeks, by the time I got to the doctor, in those 14 days, I had slept a total of six hours. <laughs> so the doctor was like, ooh, we'll change it up. We'll change it up. We'll get you on a, we'll, we'll mix, we'll get you on a different antidepressant. And so he got me on another one. Now this the second one. It's out of the out of the ones I took because this is a long time ago. It's the only one I remember, still remember the name of, because it scarred me. 
<laughs> mentally. Uh, basically, you know, I took it, and for the first couple of weeks, things were hunky-dory, all going along smoothly, swimmingly, and then after about a week or two, the problem started. Basically, I, I only had one side effect from this one, but basically, the best way I can describe it is it made my dick stop working. Not like, like, it could still get erect, like, it's, I was 18, although you're fucking, you know, what what 18-year-old dick's like, but, so it, it would still arouse, to stand to attention, if you will, but, um, I couldn't come, I couldn't reach the point of orgasm, I couldn't ejaculate, like, I couldn't have a male orgasm at all. Like I'd be going at it 35, 40 minutes, just fucking <coughs> skin red, raw and bleeding, fucking blisters on me hands. <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't. I, it's, it's a hard feeling to describe, but it's just, you know, it's just, I can build up to the moment of release, but I just couldn't release no matter how fucking hard, hard I tried. And I was 18, like literally, up until that point, you could you could brush a feather on it four or five times, and <laughs> shit was coming out. And yeah, so that that led me to quite a few interesting situations. I don't know, like it let, made a couple of interesting moments when in bed, when having intercourse, sexual relationships with a with another person, because. Like, I'd just be going and going. And then you have to end at some point. Traditionally, the end of a sexual encounter is when the male reaches its climax. But I couldn't climax. So I had to fake it. And now I know, I know ladies, you've been faking your orgasm since the dawn of time. But... <laughs> Faking a male orgasm is is no easy task. For one thing, there's physical evidence every time. <laughs> every single time, there's physical evidence. I remember one time, I just had to I had to wrap things up. Like I was I was getting bored. I was out of breath. I was starting to cramp. Just I had to. It was it was it was a nightmare. But um, I had to fake the orgasm and basically. I fake it, I make some noises, <laughs> and tell her, good job girl, I just came all over, you know, the sheets, the sheets, um, that's where I came, yep, and then she looks, and there's no cum, and she's like, did you come? I'm like, yes, I came, I was like, then where's the cum? <laughs> there's gotta be cum, I love the cum. <laughs> But, um, there was no cum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, that was interesting. So I stopped taking those and, uh, you know, went to the doctor and I was like, right, doc, first two, no good. You better get me some good stuff for the third one because, uh, this is rather unpleasant <laughs> to say the least. I can't sleep or I can't cum. Two pretty vital points of life if you if you ask me 
But, um, yeah, so then let's take the third set of antidepressants. And these ones went well. For the most part, they worked. They, you know, helped the, 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 the depression quite a bit. I was feeling better about things. Life was getting better. But the, only, the, the, the main side effect with these ones was it just made me fat. So, like, that would have the antidepressant effect every time until I looked in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah so i'm off the antidepressants have been for a while now my only my only uh psychiatric medication i've been taking uh of, of late is uh marijuana so uh life is good <laughs> life is good and uh i've been keeping my prescription up to date but anyway, that's that's uh, that's some shit I've been thinking on. Maybe for next time. Um, interesting. Anyway, I was just reading a message. I just had a guy come around and look at the room for the flat, and he's getting thirsty. He's getting real thirsty. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't like how thirsty he's actually getting. Anyway, that was a long ass bit. I better I don't even check the time because I'm still at the stage they only let me do six minutes. I feel like that like I was taking some pauses just trying to remember what I was saying and shit, but no, I'll type it out. There's a lot of filler in there. I think that could be a good good tight, tidy six minutes for <coughs> the next new shit that I do. Cause I might what I was thinking, because I want to do a whole bit where like I just talk about the weird jobs. Weird jobs that I've done. And they just lead off into different places. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, I've already come up with what my first, my first, like, set's going to be. My first, like, 45 minute to an hour fucking set is going to be. Because, um, yeah, I might just call it odd jobs or something and just rattle off, like, four or five other jobs, like, because, you know, I've worked, as you know, I work with fucking kids with special needs and fucking coached a girls' high school rowing team. That's pretty fucking weird. And, yeah, man, just tie it in all together. It'll be fucking great. It'll work out real well. But, yeah. 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 I don't know. And I feel like, you know, I feel like it's got a good message, that bit. Because, like, fuck them antidepressants. Like, you know, this may be first time some of you hearing this, even if you're close to me, that I even fucking mentioned that I was on them for a while, but I was on them when I was 18. But that was like a, I don't know, like a year-long fucking ordeal, fucking around with that, and like, yeah, that's literally how it happened. Like, like, it wasn't just, they all, like, the fat part, like, all of them made me fat, but it was also, it was hard to tell, because, like, it was also a time I stopped rowing myself, so I stopped working out, and... Shit wasn't going great, so I was eating a lot of shit. So it was combined with that, but... Yeah, man. Anyway. They're kind of fucked, though. And it could be a it could be a good way to get that back going, get it out there, and just tell it in a humorous way. Let people know how fucked up they are. Because I'm here on the... You know, when you look... when you, It is, like, legit. Like, when you go to get fucking antidepressants for a doctor, they, they tell you this side effects. They tell you. But, like, they don't tell you. If, if you know what I mean, like, they run through the list, like, and you're not paying attention, and basically they've already given you the sales pitch of saying this little fucking pill's gonna 
make you feel better. But you, the only thing is, you just got to be patient with it. But it's like fucking yeah, man. It's kind of fucked up because so I pulled up the healthnavigator.org.nz website here on antidepressants. And you know, I haven't pre-read this, but I'm sh- I'm gonna I'm just gonna find like this is like the main sort of website you go to here in New Zealand if you're looking up some health issues and you want some fucking quick quick information on fucking medicine. So this is like the official information, but it, so we'll read through it anyway. So here we go: antidepressants are a group of medicines used to treat moderate to severe depression, where psychological therapy and lifestyle changes have not been enough for the depression to be na- managed. Now that's a lie. Because what they're saying there is that they only get used when psychological therapy and lifestyle changes haven't been enough. That's a lie. Every Everybody that's gone and gotten antidepressants will tell you that, like, the moment that you tell a doctor or a therapist or whoever that you have depression, like, medication is, like, brought up immediately. Like, you can say no, like, the first time, but... They're going to keep coming back at you for it. Like, they're just going to keep having, like, every couple of weeks, like, this is just what happened to me. Like, I see, like, first, like, three or four weeks uh, to the therapist, I was like, nah, I don't really want to go down that route. And then she kind of just broke me down and to the point where I was just like, you know, yeah, okay, we'll give it a crack. We'll give it a crack. So that's basically, you know, what happened. But anyway, what are antidepressants? Antidepressants are medicines used to treat mainly moderate to severe depression, they can help improve mood and increase motivation for people who may have lost interest in activities they once enjoyed. They can also help with sleep, did the opposite for me. Thinking and concentration, did the opposite for me. Antidepressants work best when they're used together with psychological therapies like CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and lifestyle changes. So basically, they're like, these things only work when you're doing therapy and making lifestyle changes. So... That already tells you straight there that they don't work. Like, if they, if they even helped a little bit, then antidepressants would be able to help your depression at least some to some degree on their own. But they're, they're literally telling you you need to be in therapy and changing your lifestyle to help treat your depression at the same time. So that's kind of... That's kind of fucked up when you break it down like that. You know? You know what I mean? But, um... We'll keep going. So antidepressants are not usually needed and often not very effective for mild depression. CBT, talking therapy, and regular exercise work better for mild depression. Antidepressants are also used to treat other conditions such as generalized anxiety disorder, eating disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorders, and post-traumatic stress disorder. They're also sometimes used to treat people with long-term chronic pain. So they're just surrounded at everything. Like, this is, you know... It's basically a numbing... That's not even an antidepressant. Like, antidepressants just... My problem is... Yeah, my problem is with the name. It's a marketing problem. Because when you actually take them, when you, when you get down deep and dirty into the weeds, they're basically just numbing medications. They're numbing... They're designed to literally numb your reality. So, like, if life's going shit, it's going to make it feel less shit. Basically, that's all they're doing. This is why they use it for anxiety disorders because if you've got a lot of anxiety you st- you know if you're an anxious person you take antidepressants you're going to be an anxious person but you're going to be less anxious but you're also going to be less everything else you're going to be less funny you're going to be less kind you're going to be less fucking everything you know 
<coughs> same with eating disorder, you're going to be less, you're basically going to be less of a crazy cunt. If you're a crazy cunt, you're going to be less of a crazy cunt. So really, they should just be called num- mind numbers, not antidepressant. Are they just called mind numbers? I'd, I'd have absolutely no problem with them. And then, then, you know, then, you know, people would be going in with them knowing what to expect. Because I, I still think, like, a, a decent portion of the population, they'll still, they'll definitely still take antidepressants if we just, you know, change the name of them to mind numbers. Because some people, fucking shit's rough out there, man. Shit is tough. And they just, they just need to numb it. They just need to fucking just numb the pain to get through life. And if that's you, that's where you're at. Fucking more power to you, you know. You don't know what other people are going through. You don't know, like, especially with that fucking trauma bullshit. You don't know what fucking happened to someone when they were younger and the shit they're having to fucking relive in their brain every damn day. So if you have to do that to get through life, that's fine. My problem is with this whole fucking calling an antidepressants. Because, like, that's literally the opposite of what they are. Like, they're just depressants. Like, you can't call them depressants. Because how are you going to fight depression with a depression? But it's literally going to depress everything about you. But anyway. Let's scroll down. Let's try and, let's go straight to... Here's a section. Don't stop taking your antidepressant medicine suddenly. I did that, so I was fine. Alright, what to know about the side effects of antidepressants? Just two paragraphs. That's not what you need. You need a lot more. Like all medicines, antidepressants can cause side effects, but not everybody gets them. Mm, Most people I know get them. Uh, Different antidepressants have different side effects. They sure do. (laughs) They sure do. Most side effects are mild and go away after a few weeks as your body gets used to the medicine, such as trouble sleeping. Yeah, that didn't get much better. Feeling like you might throw up. Didn't have that that one. And feeling dizzy. I didn't really feel dizzy. At the start of the treatment, some people can experience side effects such as agitation and anxiety in the first week. So they're going to make you worse before you get better. Keep in mind that these things will get better and these side effects are likely to pass as your body gets used to taking the new medicine. Talk to your healthcare provider about what you can do if side effects are a problem. They may suggest taking a smaller dose or trying a different medicine. Yep, they just keep trying to throw that one down my throat. But let's... There's one side effect that's kind of fucked up. I'm going to Google it here. See if I can find it. SSRI side effects. Let's see what comes up. Alright, let's go to the NHS website, see if they've got anything. Alright, SSRIs, side effects, common side effects, feeling agitated, shaky or anxious, feeling or being sick, indigestion, diarrhea, loss of appetite or weight loss, dizziness, blurred vision, dry mouth, excessive sweating, sleeping problems, yep, headaches, low sex drive, didn't we quite have that one? Difficulty achieving orgasm during sex or masturbation. See, that's there. That's right there. That, that They never told me that one, but it's here. It's here on the NHS website. So it's it's a known, it's a known fucking side effect, but they never told me that one going into it. Fucking 18-year-old, unable to come. That was fun. <coughs> and, difficult, and men, 
difficulty obtaining or maintaining erection. That might happen now. 18-year-old dick that was standing up all the time. All right, less common side effects of SSRIs include bruising, bleeding easily, vomiting, blood or blood in your stools, confusion, movement problems, seeing or hearing things that aren't real, hallucinations. Oh, fuck, I wish I had that one. Um, being unable to pass urine. Uh, serotonin syndrome. This is a fucked up one. I've heard about this one. I've never met someone that's had this, but it sounds like hell. Serotonin syndrome is an uncommon but potential serious set of side effects linked to SSRIs. Serotonin syndrome occurs when the levels of a chemical in your brain called serotonin become too high. It's usually triggered when you take an SSRI in combination with another medication that also raises serotonin levels, such as another antidepressant or St. John's wort, which is weird. Symptoms of serotonin syndrome can include confusion, agitation, muscle twitching, sweating, shivering, diarrhea. If you experience the symptoms listed above, you should stop taking medication and seek immediate advice from your GP or specialist. Symptoms of severe serotonin syndrome include a very high temperature, seizures, fits, irregular heartbeat, loss of consciousness. If you or someone you know experience symptoms of severe serotonin syndrome, seek emergency help immediately by dialing 999. We're in the UK here. Here's, I haven't heard of this one, hyponatremia. Okay, it's about elderly people. Fuck them. Here's the one I wanted to talk about. <coughs> Alright. We are here on the NHS, the National Health Service website. I will link this page in the bio, alright, if you want to go read this. This is right at the bottom of this page. When it talking, that talks about the side effects of taking SSRIs, serotonin, whatever the... Something reuptake inhibitors. And it's titled Suicidal Thoughts. Some people have suicidal thoughts and a desire to self harm when they first take SSRIs. Young people under 25 seem particularly at risk. Contact your GP or go to hospital immediately if you have thoughts of killing or harming yourself at any time while you're taking SSRIs. It may be useful to tell a relative or close friend that you've started taking antidepressants and ask them to read the leaflet that comes with your medication. Ask them to tell you if they think your symptoms are getting worse or if they're worried about changes in your behaviour. That's fucked. That's fucked. Do I, do I need to go into detail on that one? That a medicine that literally they just force down your throat. They basically force down your throat, in my experience. When you go to a doctor and tell them have and you have depression, especially if you're a young person. Like, I was 18 when I fucking did this. <coughs> but, um... Yeah, basically that these medications have been proven to have a side effect of suicidal thoughts. And what is, like, what is the terrible end that happens with suicide? Oh, I mean, with depression most of the time that we, people always try to avoid? Fucking suicide. And this is, this is right here. Like, this, this is first page. Down the bottom as well. Like, they're trying... They're trying to hide that. Like, they, they can't hide it. But they're trying to. They're trying to put it right down to the bottom. So. 
Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say on that. But if you're someone out there that has fucking, you know, feeling a bit down, feeling a bit sad, life's been tough, you've been thinking about or told to get on these fucking medications, I'd recommend not, to be honest. I'd really fucking recommend not. <coughs> anyway, we've reached the point of the program. I'm giving you a longer episode today because I cut you short the other day. Sorry about that, team, but, you know, wasn't really in the vibe. So, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going here. We're going to give you a longer one today. But to do so, right now, it's time for a bit of a smoke break. Time to check in on yourself. You know, we just discussed a pretty heavy topic there. And I'm sorry if that was triggering to anybody out there. You know, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I don't think I'm insensitive to this issue. I've lived it. But, um, yeah. How you doing? How's your life doing? How you feeling? Life going okay? You know? For me, it's been going alright. It's going alright. Been a little bit stressful the last couple of weeks. A couple of things coming up. You know, work stresses, life stresses. Moving, which is always good, but always stressful. But in a good place, man. In a good place. Last week, so, week? Yeah, probably the last week. Been a bit weird. I don't know, that acid trip the other day kind of unsettled me for a couple of days, really. Made me a bit of self-doubt here and there. But, you know, we're good. We're good. It's also, it wasn't so much self-doubt. It was more just like, just a moment of like, are you good? Are you really good? Are you actually good? And like, most time I was like, yeah, I think so. But yeah, so we're good. Life's good. Uh, had this guy check out the flat today. Malaysian guy. Seemed a bit weird. Got a weird vibe from him. Don't know if I want him in here. He's, yeah, he's getting thirsty. He's already just messaged me in the last, like, five minutes. But we'll see. Had a check message today. But she hasn't followed up with a second message, so we'll see. She's probably just fucking messaging everything. But, yeah. Anywho... On to the next thing, UFC, big UFC card this weekend, feels like ages away, but now on this new schedule, oh, before I go any further, new new, new uh, podcast schedule, we're going to lock it in, today's a Thursday, um, so we're going to do a regular one on a Thursday, probably during the day, because I tend to be doing work mostly in the uh, afternoon, evening, on a Thursday at the moment, and uh, yeah, Fucking, so we're going to do Thursdays, and I think we're going to do Mondays too, probably Monday nights, Monday, Monday night podcast, just uh, get back on that regular schedule two a week, you know, moving and changing my work hours around, kind of had to move things around a little bit, change the days, but we're back in, we're locked in, we're locked into the new, to the new routine, so, then it's going good, so, from now on, so anyway, basically what that means is this is going to be the last episode I do. Before UFC 285 this weekend, <coughs> so I thought let's let's get a little bit of a preview going. 
Fucking sorry about that. I need to just drink some water. Coughing like a little slut at the moment. UFC 285. John Jones vs. Cyril Garn. Return to John Jones from three years ago. You know, absolute legend in the game. Can't dispute anything he's done inside the octagon. Probably the greatest of all time in terms of, you know, being a champion and beating the best of the best for such a long time. If he comes back and wins here, he's going to cement himself as the greatest of all time because he would have become a double champion, heavyweight and light heavyweight. And yeah, man, just you just have to put him down as the GOAT because Cyril Garn, it's just, he's no slouch, you know. He, former interim heavyweight champion. Really good fighter in his own in his own right. Can't can't sleep on him. Can't look overlook him. He you know it is what it is. John's is gonna have a tough night. But yeah, yeah, it should be interesting to see. Don't I'm not putting any I'm not picking this fight. I'm not putting any money on it. I have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen. Cause basically because of John Jones. He's been off for three years. He's going up a weight class. He's getting older. His last fight, he didn't look great. Most people thought he lost to the guy, Dominic Reyes, who has done absolutely nothing since that fight. And he hasn't fought since then in three years, and now he's like three years older. He's well into his mid, mid to late 30s now. And he's had a long career. You know, he's been in the UFC since he was 21. He's, you know, he hasn't probably hasn't been the kindest to his body with performance-enhancing drugs over the years. So we'll see how that goes. That's my main theory, like, honestly. But the reason that he's going up is that he's just fucked his testosterone over the years from doping and trying to cut weight down to, down to light heavyweight. And now he's just like, that might have been what he realized in the last fight, that he's just not the same athlete anymore, that he can't be as explosive or have the endurance or, you know, be as strong at the lighter weight now unless he takes performance enhancing drugs. So he's probably just like, all right, I'm just going to have to put on more size, more mass to be able to do it. You know, which is interesting, which isn't normally an ideal way to do it. But th- that being said, it is the heavyweight division. There's not a lot of great athletes. If he's just powerful enough, smart enough, and strong enough, and he's definitely smart enough, that shit ain't going anywhere. He's got one of the highest fight IQs ever. Like he's just he's just built for fighting, and he is you know a smart guy. But um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. He's such an unknown. I just I'm not picking this fight and not putting anything any money on it, because Cyril Garn, he's probably like the cleanest and most technical striker in the division, so I think Jones is going to have a tough time on the feet, but he's also probably one of the worst wrestlers in the division, like Francis Ngannou, he would have beaten Francis Ngannou if he kept that fight in the feet, and he couldn't against Francis Ngannou, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. Co-main, you got the women's flyweight title, Valentina, actually, before we go anywhere, well, I'll just talk on this briefly because I've got nothing to say. Valentina is defending a title against some bitch I've never heard of. Uh, again. So, um, we'll see what happens there. Another cunt's messaged me about the room. Anyway, I wanted to talk on John Jones. John Jones. And John Jones is my favorite MMA fighter behind Israel Adesanya because I would suck Israel Adesanya's cock in a heartbeat. But, um, John Jones is my favorite. Favorite UFC fighter behind Israel Adesanya. Stop sending three... Fucking hell, cunt. Stop sending messages. Uh, I'm going to have to mute my computer. There we go. That would be smart. But anyway, the reason... I'm just going to blaze right through this. Through his fucking Wikipedia. Like, you should go look up his Wikipedia. That's You'll fall in love with him. 
if you just look up his Wikipedia. So he's only 35, born in Rochester, New York, lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's 6'4", 205 pounds, it'll go up because he'll weigh like 250. But um, fought for a bunch of different teams, black belt, purple belt, NJC, AA wrestling, mixed martial arts record, 28 total fights, 26 wins, one loss, one disqualification, one no contest. He went to Iowa Central Community College. He has four children. He has notable relatives. He's got an older brother, Arthur Jones, that played in the NFL. Chandler Jones, who's currently in the NFL, younger brother, and really fucking good. I won't go through his uh, mixed martial arts career on his bio. That's not what I'm here for. I won't go through his training or his fighting style. I won't even go through his personal life. And we'll go straight to the controversies. Alright, controversies. Eye pokes. Pretty tame. Jones has been criticised for repeatedly poking his opponents in the eyes. Response to the criticism, Jones revealed a video on Instagram in April 2014 in which he mocked fans by simulating crying and saying Jones put his finger in his eye. Dirtiest fighter in MMA. After backlash towards the post, Jones deleted it from his account. Bit of a cunt. I won't read the rest of it. Uh, Daniel Cormier altercation. Those who had a big long rivalry. Uh, during a promotional event, during UFC 178 and on August 4th, 2014, Jones and Daniel Cormier briefly scuffled during an on-stage stare-down. Initiated by Jones, pressing his forehead against Cormier's forehead, prompting Cormier to shove Jones by the throat, to which Jones responded by throwing a punch. Both fighters were strained by coaches and event organisers. UFC Chief Legal Officer Kirk Hendricks said there were going to be ramifications. In addition, the Nevada State Athletic Commission requested a video copy of the altercation, on September 23, 2014, Johns was fined 50000 and was un- to, uh, ordered to undergo 40 hours of community service by the Nevada Athletic Commission. During the disciplinary hearing, Jones claimed to have lost a six-figure endorsement deal with Nike, but later admitted to fabricating the statement. So, a bit of a cunt, and he's lying about it. Now, let's get to the real juicy stuff. Hit and run conviction. On April 27, 2015, Albuquerque, New Mexico police stated that Jones was sought in connection with a hit and run early the previous morning. Jones was alleged to have run a red light and crashed his rental car in a collision involving two other vehicles. Jones allegedly fled the scene of the crash on foot, leaving an injured pregnant woman behind in another vehicle. The incident was witnessed by an off-duty police officer who identified the suspects as an African-American man wearing a white shirt and dark pants, whom he believed to be Jones. According to witnesses, the man described as Jones then returned to the scene to grab cash from the vehicle before fleeing again. Paperwork found in the rental car was under the name of a Jonathan Jones. Inside the silver black SUV, law enforcement found a pipe with marijuana inside of it. Good cunt. Though initially wanted for questioning that could have resulted in a simple misdemeanor, Jones' charges was elevated to felony on April 27th for injuring a person and purposely leaving the scene of an accident. An arrest warrant was issued against Jones, and surrender arrangements were made between law enforcement and Jones's lawyers. That evening, Jones turned himself into the Albuquerque Police Department. Later that evening, he posted $2,500 bail and left the Benalillo County Metro Detention Centre. He made court appearance on April 28th and did not enter a plea. The judge lifted any travel restrictions. Jones was allowed to remain free as long as he remained in contact with his lawyer and fellow Followed certain conditions. With pending UFC fights still on his contract, UFC President Dana White and Zuppa owner Lorenzo Fatito travelled to New Mexico from Las Vegas to meet with Jones in person. 
That same day, the UFC stripped Jones of the title, removed him from official ranks, and suspended him indefinitely. In a statement released that day, the UFC announced that Jones was stripped from his belt for violating the athlete code of conduct policy. Jones apologized to his fans on Twitter by saying, got a lot of soul searching to do. Sorry to everyone I've let down. On September 29, 2015, he pleaded guilty to leaving the scene of an accident and was subsequently sentenced to up to 18 months of supervised probation. He was authorized to travel for work-related purposes. Jones met all of the conditions, which include 72 separate court charges of charity. I've gone on for too long for this one. Basically, he hit a pregnant bitch and ran. Domestic violence arrest, uh, 2021, he was arrested for beating his missus. We won't go into that. Other legal troubles, drove a car into a pole, was under the influence. 2019, he was charged for battery involving a cocktail waitress at a strip club. Um, In 2020, he was arrested for shooting his gun. While driving his car, he's charged with aggravated DWI, negligent use of a firearm, possession of an open container. <coughs> Alright, next section. Failed drug test. Alright, we won't go into detail. He's failed three fucking drug tests if you need to look this up. He's failed four. He's failed four drug tests. Anyway, John Jones, he's my favourite UFC fighter because he hits pregnant bitches on the road, he fails drug tests, and he always gets fucking arrested. But he's the best fighter in the world. Stay you, JJ. I love you. I hope you win this weekend. I'm not putting any fucking money on it, but I hope you do. Alright, I'll see you on Monday, cunts. Have a beautiful weekend. Bye-bye.